Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, we have also been contacted by Limerick Today listeners who say they're being forced to come into work, even though they're able to work from home during the current Level 5 restrictions. And this issue was addressed earlier in the week by the Chief Medical Officer, Dr Tony Holohan, at one of uh, his media briefings. We would be appealing to all employers and all people who are in a position of influence in respect of employment to do everything they can. They have a basic, as an employer, you have a basic duty of care to your staff. Uh, and you serve out that duty of care in the context that we're in at the moment by ensuring that you do everything you can to make it as easy as possible for your staff, only to bring them to work if that work is essential in its nature. Uh, and if their presence in the workplace is essential in nature. Uh, uh, to expect them to attend work um, and, and uh, we're, we're, we're expecting uh, and, and, and asking for and pleading for uh, as full a compliance with that as possible on the part of employers. Employers have, as I say, a substantial both duty of care responsibility but also a leadership responsibility to, to demonstrate um, uh, to, to the rest of society and to their employees their commitment to the, the challenge we have. The Chief Medical Officer, Dr Tony Holohan, uh, there. And we've two good friends of the show with us now to talk about uh, this. And that includes Graham Burns from CPL Recruitment, based here, of course, in uh, Limerick. Uh, and also uh, Solicitor Rossa McMahon, um, who is based in Newcastle West. Uh, good morning to both of you um, and uh, Happy New Year and all that stuff. Um, morning, Joe. Graham, there does seem to be a sense from some of the um, WhatsApp messages and texts that we've been getting over the last couple of days uh, that um, some employers are just not being fair about this, that there are people who are now being asked to come to work who could work from home or indeed during the first lockdown were working from home. Yeah, um, good morning, Joe, and good morning to all your listeners. Um, I, I would agree with that sentiment that does appear um, that employers are requesting, you know, that people will, will come to work. Um, uh, but let's be very clear, and it was referred to there by uh, Tony Hulhan a, a bit earlier, um, employers uh, have no get-out-of-jail card here. Um, they have a strict duty of care to their staff and to their employees. They uh, have to adhere to the guidelines. Um, there's a health and safety matter uh, straight away. And, um, you know, if employers are not providing a safe working environment, uh, they're going to get called out on it. Um, you know, and we have ourselves heard um, a number of these, these cases where an employee will say, you know what, this is not a safe environment. Social distancing is, is um, not... Uh, part and parcel of what I'm doing. Um, so, you know what, they're, 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 I'm, I think you're, from what you're hearing, um, you, you, that's an accurate reflection of what's out there. But what I will say is, and, and, you know, it has to be said, the vast majority of employers are complying with those guidelines and are doing everything in their power where working from home is not an option to ensure that their environment is a safe environment in which to operate. Um, and, the, you know, if there are situations where, you know, staff are required in those uh, situations and, you know, we hear the construction industry as a, as a good example and point, um, you know, if there's a situation where they are required in uh, to work, then it's a collaboration really between employer and employee 
Um, there's a business to run um, and everyone's got to be cognizant of that. But at what price and certainly public health and providing that environment is essential. So yeah. employers that are insisting on that need to be very careful that they're doing yeah. it correctly. Yeah, I mean, you know, we are considered an essential service here, but I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, my colleagues um, haven't been in this building since the 12th of March. Um, and have worked at yeah. home ever since. And those of us who are here, no, it's very wearing and very trying, I can tell you, for uh, those of us coming into the building to have to every single minute of every day consider all of the COVID protocols that we have in place here to ensure social distance and hand washing and mask wearing and all the stuff that you know is so important um, now. But, but at the same time, it's still being done. And those of us who are here are here because we can't effectively do our jobs at home. Mm-hmm. And I think what you've described there is the optimum uh, scenario where because of the uh, guidelines that you're adhering to, mask wearing, sanitizing, you're creating an environment where people you know, are happy um, in the sense, um, if we can call it that, uh, to be uh, working. Well, I'd say with prepared. I'd say, I think yeah. happy, happy now is a little bit extreme, Graham. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say that on air, Joe. You know what it is. But prepared, you know I mean? prepared. It, it, there's obviously good communication and collaboration on both sides. So um, people understand there's a business to run. People understand that they've got to work in a particular way to do that. And if the environment is catering for that, you're you're going to go a long way down that road. So uh, I, I think you're um, you are describing a situation where uh, the employer is is being very upfront about it. Um, you know, and and by the sound of what you described there, it's been quite successful. Right. We're chatting to um, Graham Burns of CPL Recruitment. Uh, Ross McMahon, Limerick Solicitor, is also with us. Um, just to let listeners know that um, breaking literally in the last couple of minutes, the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, has tweeted herself to say, I was recently tested and have received a positive result for COVID-19. In line with our HSE guidance, I am isolating. I am continuing to carry out my duties by working remotely, including attending Cabinet. Um, So that is a minister in an absolutely key position in the context of everything that's going on, having tested positive for COVID-19. We know there have been um, some concerns at various times uh, around uh, cabinet members um, uh, testing. um, And um, I think one instance before this, there was a a positive positive test as well. Um, So it's touching every single part uh, of our society, including those people who this very day are making key decisions that will have a direct impact on your life. Um, Rossa, the obligations on the employer around this issue and the balance between um, ensuring duty of care and still trying, if it's required, to keep a business open, to try to keep people in employment if they can. Yes, it's a difficult one to strike and I would agree with, with everything that, that Graham has said and what that, that clip you played from Tony Holland also earlier. The duty of care of employers is significant um, and in that regard, this is a health and safety issue. Uh, one thing I would say is that if an employer is providing a safe place of work with the proper um, work pro- protocols in place for COVID-19, social distancing and all those uh, things are being done, well then 
an employee does not have the right to demand to work from home ordinarily. It might depend on what's in their contract of employment, but an employer can require somebody to come to work. And I think, as uh, Graham, I think, has said, most employers are being quite reasonable and are following the guidelines on this. One possible difference that I would point to between the first lockdown that kicked in in March and what has been the case in the various levels of the last few months is that in the first lockdown, uh, it was a lot stricter in legal terms as well as guidance in that there were essential services. Uh, and if you were not employed in an essential service, in fact, it was illegal to leave your home to go to work. Um, so uh, there was a legal obligation on you to stay home. And, and Ross, are you expecting that this evening we might hear something similar, maybe a well, little bit more nuanced than, yeah, uh, than March? In th- that's what I'm wondering, because often with these announcements that have been made over the last few months and with the different levels, uh, there is an announcement of what the government wants to happen uh, and there's guidelines and recommendations in place and often it takes a little while, possibly a few days, to see regulations um, enforcing that and there's sometimes a gap between the guidance and the regulations. So the guidance is, is here's what we would like you all to do and the regulations is what, what you can and can't do. So I'm the level five regulations, for example, say that you cannot leave home uh, for various reasons uh, or, or unless it's for various reasons, one of which is to attend work if it's an essential service or if it's a an employment that cannot be done from home or that cannot reasonably done from home. I would expect if... if what the media is, is expecting to happen from the cabinet decisions. If they're going to strengthen things up in relation to a lot of the workplaces, I expect they will introduce regulations tightening that to say that really it's only essential services and maybe a few others uh, such as essential construction that can, can go to work. The other thing, Graham Burns, I think that, uh, and we've had a difficulty with this throughout, is the difference between public health and individuals' health and safety and health and safety within the workplace. And and by that I mean the main reason that the government want to move to an even tougher lockdown, closer to what we saw in April, is because of the public health issue of the more movement you have, the more potential transmissibility you have of this, while the majority of people still, thankfully, not all, but the majority, get mild COVID symptoms, just on the numbers alone, you eventually end up with more people in hospital, in ICU, and unfortunately dying. So it's a public health overarching approach. It's not actually to do, and I know this is a hard message for people to hear, it's not actually to do with the health and safety of each individual. But in a work environment... That's where you have that duty of care, isn't it? So the government don't want people moving around for one public health reason in the main, but employers need to take account of the fact that the individual can do the job from home if they genuinely can do that. Yeah, you're dead right. You know, the the, the wider good, the collective good here is what... Um, you know, is the headline number. It's to stop the... Uh, the mixing and matching of, of of public, so it doesn't put pressure on the public health system, which is the big fear that it becomes overwhelmed. So the public health agenda is the is the message that's uh, gotten out there, but that translates very quickly when it comes to employers and employees around individual uh, circumstances. 
Um, you know, you, you look at what is essential retail and what's defined uh, as that. And, and if you go to any uh, any supermarket, and I'm sure, you know, you've, you've heard your listeners say, I've been in this particular supermarket and there is strict adherence to guidelines, whereas I've been in another one and there hasn't been. Um, you know, and in that scenario, uh, are so that a particular employer giving their staff uh, a healthy and safe environment in which to operate? Um, debatable, <laughs> um, which we won't go into now, but at the same time, still fulfilling the fact that it's essential retail and in the interest of public health, being able to buy food and essential supplies, they comply. So that's the that's the dilemma we walk in. Um, but I, And I would make one further point, certainly, and that's probably just a personal kind of view. I definitely feel where we are today and what's going to, what we're facing in the next couple of weeks or months ahead resembles far more lockdown version one than we would have had in lockdown version two. I think a lot of people would have felt, you know what, lockdown two um, was different. Schools were open, colleges were online, whereas lockdown one, everything uh, came crashing down. So, uh, And we didn't know what we were facing. I think there was a little bit of um, uh, complacency or fatigue uh, in, in lockdown two, but this now um, lockdown three, the messaging is really stark. And you're going to see that cabinet meeting today come out with some you know, details and we'll all be pulling our way through the small print when we when we get it at probably around five or six o'clock. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. Um, somebody asking here, um, Joe, why the hell is it breaking news that the Justice Minister has tested positive for COVID-19? What makes them so special that it's breaking news? Ooh, there's a there's a reflection of the kind of anger that is out there. Um, I, I well, I think I, one thing I would say on that, Joe, is that obviously a government minister is an important uh, position. They are running the country at a crucial time. And one of the things you, you mentioned earlier about the balance between running a business and the um, importance of protecting the health and welfare of employees uh, and the public health issues you mentioned, all of this overlap to an extent because... If there are any employers who, who aren't really getting the message about reducing social contacts and reducing as much as possible people in the workplace, um, any of them, I think, maybe that had that over the last few months have probably learned a lesson because it's hugely disruptive uh, in the workplace. If you have a member of staff who has been identified as a close contact or who has tested positive there's an awful lot of anxiety and stress and concern in relation to the health of the employee themselves. But also it has huge knock-on effects that can be very disruptive for the business. So all of that is in favour of reducing the number of people physically in a workplace. And likewise, why is it important that a minister of, of the government test positive? We have seen in the past where uh, Minister Donnelly was concerned that he might um, have coronavirus. It, it caused a lot of disarray at a crucial time when people are trying to do a job. Yeah. The other thing, Rossa, is obviously the law here must be lagging behind the reality. You know, never in the history of the state um, have we had a pandemic. So mm. uh, I presume that's part of the issue here. E even from an employee, what could I sue for, if you see what I mean? Yes, well, uh, you're right to an extent. I mean, the law hasn't really changed in this regard since the beginning of the pandemic, and I suppose a lot of that is probably still down to the crisis mode. I mean, even the new government wasn't formed until 
the end of the first lockdown and really the agenda since then has been reacting from one crisis to another. Uh, and any change, if it were to employment law, for example, would need a lot of careful consideration. There are a few things that have been um, flagged as, as possibly coming, which is a right to, start, uh, to, to paid sick leave from your employer, um, something to do with a right to work from home. But I think if anything on that happens, it's likely to be a more formalised right to request the ability to work from home, which would then have to be considered by the employer. But I think a lot of people are, are doing that already. In terms of, you know, you mentioned what kind of case a person might bring or something like that. Um, there's actually, and, and even before this, a large chunk of the cases brought to the Workplace Relations Commission who deal with employment disputes are to do with the organisation of working time. So, you know, people being overworked or not getting adequate breaks. And, and that's continuing because there's an issue when people are working from home uh, with keeping account of the work that they're doing. And, for example, monitoring that they're not doing too much work and becoming overworked. Um, so that's something that leads to difficulties. One of the issues that people could be faced with is if they say, well, my employer is making me come to work and I don't want to. Uh, uh, could they then be disciplined or, or dismissed um, or find themselves quitting? And that's something... Now, I I don't think it's going to be a, a significant area. I would hope not, because as the government has asked people to do, is, is to be as reasonable and flexible as possible with people and to take account of, you know, for employees, their personal circumstances, their family obligations, their uh, health conditions and so on. So, you know, it's I, I would think an area no... What he really wants to be going down is disciplinary and dismissals and, and that area. Right. But it is something that can arise um, in, in certain cases. And, and, and one last point for you, Ross. I know you're based in Newcastle West and, you know, every local electoral area, and, and I keep emphasising that's not the two constituencies, it's mm. the local electoral areas, so it's a, at a smaller level, it is impacted by this, including where you are yourself. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there's been a very reported high rate of infection over the last um, month or so, really, and it's quite concerning. I think people are quite worried uh, out around here. Um, but I think people have reacted to that in the last week or so, certainly, uh, and there's less movement and activity around the area. Right. And what about you, Graham? Yeah, um, definitely noticed uh, out uh, my side of town at the Castle Troy uh, way that... Um, Things were okay till about uh, three weeks ago. Um, and, you know, it's certainly I've noticed people who I know, uh, you know, uh, you know who, have, who have all tested, quite a few have tested positive and the knock-on effects have been uh, pretty dramatic over, over the Christmas period. So uh, yeah, similar to uh, Rasa, I think um, everyone is, is lying low at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, listen, take care, both of you. Stay safe. And thank you very much for talking to us uh, this morning. We appreciate your time. Uh, That uh, is Graham Barnes from CPL Recruitment in Limerick and Limerick Solicitor based in Newcastle West, Rossa McMahon.